0: okay i'm here we can start now <laughs>
1: hi i'm george tekmichov here with steve the big cat anderson and for the first time in a while the most important person at the nfaa foundation britney solanin <laughs> and bruce skull of course oh yes how are you guys just calling it like it is
2: bruce yeah you're right because right
1: we know who gets <laughs> things done yep yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for for joining us on the podcast today. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, We've got a bunch of events going on as we speak. Uh, We just had some events take place in Europe. Uh, Steve and I will talk about that after we get done talking about the stuff that uh, we want to talk to Brittany and Bruce about. And we've had a, a tremendous start to the season already. And you guys in South Dakota right now are getting ready to ramp up for a series of events and the Rushmore Rumble is right around the corner, isn't it?
2: Yeah, we're excited. Uh, finally, the, uh, the the bringing back of the Rumble um, after the pandemic year, um, we were pretty excited to have that. I think uh, people really enjoyed the target face in the round. I think it became kind of a challenging uh, round for everybody, and uh, we're excited to have that back again. When was
0: the first Rumble? Was it in, like, February or March? The
2: first one would have been uh, February – of 2021
0: of 2021. Yeah. is a good time. What's that? December's a good time for this.
2: Yeah, I think it is. You know, the, the interesting thing about the rumble, um, and, it, and we're gonna have some growing pains with it. Um I'm I'm older in, in our game, I guess, than you guys are, but um, I, I see a little bit of uh, kind of the same thing happening with the rumble that happened with the classic. Um, And this year, I guess what I'm trying to get at is this year, it looks like all the who's who of the big names are going to be here. Uh, But a lot of the amateurs are going, wait a minute, it's December, you know, Um, and it's not a pandemic year. So I think our numbers, I mean, we're going to have hopefully three or 400, but it's going to end up being similar to the classic where it's all the top people. we got a lot of international people coming, you know, it's it's a money tournament. And um, I think we're going to have to just look at, how we're going to do it in the future as far as what's the date and the, and the time period.
1: So the good news for those of you listening who are planning to go to the rumble and are worried that you're going to get swamped by some of these top shooters in the world. Mikey Schlusser is going to be with me in Taiwan. So at least you don't have to
2: get past Mikey. <laughs> well, what what about, about you, Steve? Yeah. What about this Anderson guy? Does he shoot anymore?
0: <laughs> um, I heard he shot a 900 last week and he's still really good at archery. Incidentally, didn't mean to be, but. Still has it, yeah.
3: In
1: spite of not practicing,
2: yeah. So what, What's the question now on the nine hundred? I heard some controversy over the scoring. Do you score like the recurve people, Steve, or are you shooting recurve now?
0: Um, If I could shoot a recurve and hold even a Kings of Archery nine hundred, I'd be pretty. I'd be telling people all about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is a different scoring system for recurve, but not for compound.
2: So you yeah. shot a legitimate nine hundred. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. everyone's going to shoot nine hundred. Like, we'll probably have thirty people at Vegas, thirty guys in, or guys and gals in open championship shoot nine hundred.
1: And and your basis for that, Steve, is the fact that there were something what nineteen? It was it seventeen uh, at 17. Kings of
0: Archery, and these new bows are just so freaking good.
2: Well, it's actually. <laughs> You know a little FYI for you guys there, Brittany. You'll have to correct me, but I'm pretty sure after day two, we're right around, um, or excuse me, after day one, we're 70 some, and going into the last day, we're always in the high 20s, maybe 30.
0: I remember, yeah, almost 40 one year going into the yep. last
2: day.
3: Yeah, yep. that was a little scary. We've had some big, big yeah, lines
2: though. I think, you uh, yeah, well, yeah. now that we do the uh. $10,000 a day shoot. Um, you know, those numbers you just look back at, but it's uh, the number of them has been getting more and more every year. So obviously um, either the shooters are getting better or the equipment's getting better, or it's a combination of both.
0: It's definitely a combination of both. I think people are no longer um, mystified by these good scores, right? And they're, they're like, oh, I've done this before. You can do it again. And then. They've got very good equipment, the stuff that's not good equipment that causes you to lose points. That's been weeded out of the market. So it's, uh yeah, I, I mean, Kings of Archery said they were planning on about 12 in the shootoff. So we were 50% over that. So I don't know what you're thinking, Brittany, like, you know,
3: mm-hmm. 20,
0: 25 in the shootoff. But maybe you plan for like 30, 36.
3: Yeah, we usually re- leave room for about fifteen butts. That's thirty feet with the lighting. I mean, we can always adjust, but that's the nice part about our setup is we can always go wider. But right, so the more the merrier. We like it.
1: The could be a, could be a record setting Vegas, is what Steve is
0: saying. I believe.
2: Uh, so, Steve, what's your uh, what's your take on the Rumble? What are we going to have? How many perfect scores?
0: I haven't even looked at who all is attending, but you've got, is it? it's still five spot day one, Vegas day two, right? Yep. Yep, yeah, correct. Or is it a five spot Vegas day
1: one? Five
3: spot okay. Vegas day one, a 600 round, and then the standard three spot on day two.
1: Yeah. So it'll go fairly um, quick then.
3: Yeah, it's a fun round.
0: How, how many? Well, I'd have to look at the number of participants.
2: <laughs> Pretty much the same.
3: The, That's the classic.
2: Yeah, you know, if you look at the classic, um, a few more than that. But, you know, the all the big boys are going to be here. I didn't see your name on the list yet, but Brittany said that you were afraid that your wife was going to maybe beat you again or something. <laughs> I didn't know. What again, totally.
3: Okay, so we have Kyle Douglas, Dave Cousins, uh, Jacob Marlowe, Stephen Hansen, Glenn Bordwell, uh, Tate Morgan. Jimmy Watts. Yep, Jimmy Lutz, Donnie Thacker, Bodie Turner, Chris Perkins. Those are just some of them.
0: I have found it now. I will tell you exactly how many will make it.
1: Meanwhile, I'm predicting, I of the names that uh, Brittany just read off, I'm predicting only one of those will not shoot a 900.
2: I would guess. I would side with you, George. I'm going to say there's going to be uh, 20. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go really big because it's early. Sick.
0: I'm going to go with 14.
2: I'm sticking with the 20 because Steve only sees a partial list because the deadline isn't here yet.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going with 14 I and I can't see you know, a compiled list, but that's my guess. 14.
1: All right. There's, there's the prediction from Steve Anderson. Bruce is saying what, 20 Bruce?
2: I'm sticking with 20 all the way.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll see in, uh, in another couple of weeks. But that's a exciting event. And it's in Yankton at the NFAA Easton Archery Center in Yankton. And um, you know, there's there's no place like Yankton in December. It's uh that's lighting in the world. It's Archery USA right there.
2: What's the forecast look like? Beautiful 70 degrees and
3: sunshine.
0: <laughs>
2: Indoors. I mean the real one.
3: Not a polar vortex like 2021. It's <laughs> so like twenty 40s.
0: degrees.
3: 40. Okay.
2: So 70
0: degrees warmer than last time.
3: Yeah. Well, right now it's 55
2: and sunshine.
1: Wow. What a day. Is, in Yankton. Yeah. It's 20 degrees warmer in Yankton than in Salt Lake City.
2: Always. This is God's country. No doubt. <laughs> oh, yes. No, we're excited about it. It's, um, we're finally going to kick it off, you know, on an annual basis now. And um.
3: Yep. And the registration deadline is this coming Monday. So to avoid the late fee, get registered. And okay. then for the. For all the amateurs too remember they're shooting for money as well um so it's cash prizes in all the divisions and scholarships in the junior divisions
1: that's awesome so Brittany, the deadline is going to be the uh 28th of november for people to get registered for this and you're looking at something like ten thousand dollar payout for premier category right plus contingency
2: yeah we're you know we're excited about that i mean being that it's not our biggest tournament to still have ten thousand dollars is uh that's quite a pot, so it's a good way to end the year and start out the new target year. So absolutely, encourage everybody to come and have fun and yeah, enjoy the beautiful
3: weather. Take home a little Christmas spending cash;
1: it's always useful. Well, you know, while we're talking about uh, Rushmore Rumble, it's kind of a dry run for your crew um, on a certain level to get ready for the big event that you guys get ready for pretty much the week after it happens every year, and that's the Vegas shoot, of course. That's the The premier event in the world for indoor archery. There's no question about it. And it's 57 consecutive years now that we've had a Vegas shoot. It's just an incredible record of uh, uh, consistency. And, you know, the thing has changed over the years. But uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this year, Brittany and Bruce, we are looking at a similar format to what we've seen in, uh, in the past year from the standpoint of the schedule and everything else. I know that at one time there was some discussion of maybe adjusting the schedule for Vegas, but I believe we're looking at a normal what people have come to realize is a normal Vegas schedule, right?
2: Yes, yeah, we're we're leaving the schedule uh, pretty much the same. Um we're going to have some new things going on. Uh the final event both for the uh the World Archery World Series indoor final and for our shoot-off is going to have a few new added twists on um, I've been working with Chris Wells at World Archery, and we're going to have some uh, some neat stuff for people to see this year. So hopefully uh, everybody can be there and watch, and the best can make it into the shoot-off because it'll be something new for the first time. Okay. And, of course, $57,000 payout as we continue to add a 1000 every year.
1: I was wondering about that. Uh, is, it's going to be $57,000 for the yep. Vegas payout for 2023. And, yep. of course, you know, if you take uh, contingency money, from the various manufacturers you could see that push over a hundred thousand dollars by the time everybody is said and done with the money coming from uh from various equipment sponsors
2: yeah without a doubt um, you know i think there's been several of the winners the past few years that have you know netted over a hundred grand and you know that's what one of the goals that i always had was to uh you know be able to produce the real as it was way back then the tiger woods of archery and um you know i think we're accomplishing that every year and it's uh, it's exciting to see, you know, with the with our youth numbers uh, on the rise every year. To see our scholarships really paying out, that really helps. And of course, the real bulk number of the Vegas shoot, uh, the flights. Um, you know, that's the best crap shoot and archery that there is. Eight out of every thirty five people win money, and um, they have a lot of fun doing it. So, and a substantial you know,
1: all- number of those people win more than they put into it. So that that is a big incentive.
2: Absolutely. You know, and and we can't say enough about um, the work that Brittany's done with the trade show. I mean, the trade show uh, keeps getting bigger and bigger, and we've got some new uh, vendors coming for that this year. So yeah, all in all, it's uh, going to be a good time to be in Vegas.
1: So, you know, not just Rushmore Rumble and Vegas are on the agenda. There's plenty of other events in 2013 that say it's an action-packed year, and Uh, A number of those events are events that you folks will be putting on, including indoor nationals, right?
3: Yeah, so we're going back to Louisville, uh, March 24th to the 26th, and that registration will be opening up here soon. We're just finishing up the room block, and we'll get those open here in the next couple weeks.
1: So Vegas registration is open at this time?
3: Yep. Yeah, I I just asked Brittany yesterday,
2: and I think we just broke like 1,200, which is do we even have a year to date yet We're ahead I know that but yeah I was definitely. about
1: to say that sounds like it's ahead based on our previous conversations in previous years. Yeah
2: no, nothing's normal anymore since the pandemic so um, uh, but I can tell you that having 1200 registered in November is not bad. so
1: no, that's very very solid. And it means folks <laughs> that if you're even thinking about going to Vegas, you better start maybe getting onto the uh, the Vegas shoot website looking at the details. So you can figure out things like uh, the logistics of getting to the venue and uh, room uh, availability, things of that nature. And just like always, you you get a bargain by going through the uh, organizers to get your rooms, right?
2: Yeah. Rooms are by far the most important thing. Um, you know, when the South Point sells out, we have the property next to us. Um, but if you want to be there and be part of it, um, get your room at the South Point. That's the priority number one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, now... With that said, the property next door, which I always forget the name of, it's Grandview. Uh, yeah Grandview. It has the opportunity for, for example, if you have a large family and you want to do some cooking, those are efficiency type um, places to stay, and it can be a really good opportunity to uh, save some money by uh, you know preparing your own meals, that kind of thing. I, I know some folks that like to do that. They they'll get together and they'll have sort of a communal arrangement and. And they can save some some money that way. So if if uh, you're you're budget conscious, that's another option that's really good, and it's just a short walk from the venue.
0: Also, if you're like a sensitive to the <clears throat> smoke or anything in the arena, it's a nice way to get out, get some fresh air. It's a little to me. I stayed in the Grandview one time, and I, I think I felt pretty good, you know. I and I have some sensitivities to that because I have bad sinuses.
1: I noticed, though, I noticed that uh, there's less smoke in the casino than there used to be. Uh, last year's Vegas had a lot noticeably less. And I think um, that's because they're, they, they've are they done some stuff to improve the ventilation, that kind of thing at, at the South Point, right?
2: Yeah, their filtration system in the gaming area um, is like on steroids now. It's uh, you, can, you can really tell the difference. Of course, we don't allow any smoking in the hallway or any of the venues that we shoot in. So that's, you know, that usually takes care of itself. But, you know, usually in the gaming areas, it it can be bad. And and I'm a smoker, and I can say it's bad. But um, I think they've done remarkably well just because of the complaints about it. So No,
1: it was literally night and day um, last year. And I think that that's a big improvement. So that's, uh, that was nice to see.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, Bruce and Brittany, I want to thank you for taking all this time to join us on the podcast today. Uh, A lot to consider. Again, Monday, the 28th of November is the deadline for the Rushmore Rumble. If you want a shot at more than $10,000 in um, cash for the winner of uh, the premier category and money for a lot of other categories and scholarships for youth shooters and contingency from major manufacturers, Uh, it's an easy trip to yankton this time of year you can go to omaha you can go to sioux falls you can go to a couple of other places and get in there pretty easily and it's a it's a big event it's a great warm-up for the mental game that you'll need for the vegas shoot too
2: absolutely well thanks for having us and we look forward to seeing everybody at the target events this year you're
0: at 1201 vegas shooters now bruce
2: (laughs) did you sign up
0: I signed up for Vegas, yes.
2: Awesome. Maybe we should um, start a GoFundMe or something to get Linda here for the Rumble. Um, sure, yeah. If
0: you want to pay for something, I'm fine with that.
2: Yeah, we'd have you do a seminar, but we I don't think we have anything open on how to sleep and relax, so. <laughs>
0: nice. Paige Pierce would teach that one just fine. She's asleep everywhere she goes.
2: <laughs> Who? Paige. Paige. Everywhere right. I've been with her, she sleeps. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Oh, Bruce, before we
1: let you go, uh, you're just back fresh, I almost forgot, you're back fresh from Africa, where you participated in helping put on a big event in Pretoria. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I was just in Pretoria, South Africa for the African Continental Archery Championships. Um, It's the first one they've had in years, and they were looking for a little assistance, and um, I ended up combining it with a hunting trip. So I was able to go and help them, and we got some sponsors. Um, we It was nice to see, uh, you know, the NFA Foundation, of course, was a sponsor, and Hoyt, Easton, and Trueball. And um, we helped them, you know, kind of get going again with some targets and some, you know, just some administrative assistance. And they had a great turnout, um, had a great event. It was um, – I've never been to Africa this late in the year, or this early in the year, depending on – how you look yes, at it.
1: Springtime at that particular uh, location, right?
2: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, January 1st is there July 1st. So, um, it was, uh, starting to rain a little bit, but the weather was pretty decent temperature wise. Uh, they shot some great scores. Um, you know, it was a, a world ranking event. So world archery was there through the scoring system and, the you know, the televising of it and, uh, they had a good turnout and it was a great success. Um, Paige Pierce was along and, and helped a little bit too. And uh, so we got to spend a few days there and then we got to spend a few days hunting. So it was a, a great event all in all.
1: Absolutely. Sounds like African archery is getting back on track after having been thrown off like so many other areas um, during the pandemic times. And, yep. and uh, it's it good to see
2: too, um, you know, the the two big distributors in South Africa, um, uh, both Sepi and Reg. With their companies. They were both in attendance, and we did some tri archery events and uh, got some people involved. It was on the University of Pretoria uh, campus, which is, you know, for those of you that don't know, that's a 50 to 60,000 student body um, college, university. So it's a big facility. And, um, you know, it was good because we got to talk about a lot of things. And in fact, uh, I think everybody I mentioned there is all coming to Vegas this year, some for the very first time. So they, um, you know, they, they want to come and partake in some of the stuff we're doing. And um, I think it's just good to see a little resurgence, like you said, in South Africa and the target people. So that'll be good to see.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for joining us today on the podcast and uh, we really appreciate all the effort that you and your team put in to put these great events on for us, uh, you know, without you and, and your efforts, we would not have these events. We wouldn't have a 57-year history of Vegas. We wouldn't have uh, great events like the Rushmore Rumble and the Indoor Nationals in Louisville. And uh I certainly appreciate everything you guys
2: do. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having us.
1: So, Steve, in Santiago, Chile right now is the 2022 Pan American Championship. And there are teams from all of the Americas at the Pan American Championship. And uh, they just, as we speak, completed the scoring for the compound women. And guess who is on top of the board?
0: Sarah Lopez.
1: Sarah Lopez. Sarah shot a 706 to take the top uh, ranking. And uh, right behind her, her teammate, Alejandra Usquiano of Colombia, and then Mariana Bernal of Mexico. Uh, We're looking at Paola Ramirez from Puerto Rico, Paige Pierce. Andrea Becerra of Mexico. Um, And so uh, some some very good shooters at this event uh, in the women's compound category, but they've all got to try to get past Sarah Lopez. Um, Sarah had a little bit of a rough start. She was seventh in the first half of the 50-meter qualifying round, but then uh, she stormed to number one with a great second half. Um, Pretty much swapped scores with her teammate Alejandra who had a 3.55 first half while Sarah had a 3.50. And then Sarah had a 3.56 in the second half to Alejandra's 3.50, giving a 7.06 to 7.05 one-point lead in the qualifying round for Sarah Lopez. She brought the heat at the end, it looks like. And then, uh, you know, all the categories that are being contested, we've got recurve men down there. Um, maybe the most recognizable one of those is Nicholas D'Amour of the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Nicholas, uh, is currently ranked fourth in the qualifying round. Matias Grande of Mexico is number one. Uh, Jorge Enriquez of Colombia is second. Hugo Franco of Cuba. This is one of the few events that we get to look at the Cuban shooters. And it looks like Cuba, after the, uh, retirement of, uh, Juan Stevens uh, has developed, continued to develop some shooters, and we are seeing a Cuban shooter, Hugo Franco, uh, ranked third right now ahead of Nicholas D'Amour. And then right after Nicholas, it's Marcus D'Almeida, who is fifth, the star of Brazil. So uh, some exciting stuff with the men's recurve. The Americans aren't aren't doing so great. Um, We're looking at ninth place for the top American at this event. Brady Ellison is not at that particular event Steve.
0: No Brady, yeah, Matt Riqua, Jack Williams, oof. Um and Junsu.
1: Yeah. And uh also I th- I think Jackson is there as well. So, um hopefully they'll uh, they'll bring it for the uh elimination rounds. Casey Coughold on the other hand, uh she is flying the flag in number 1 at this event in Chile. So we'll, uh, you know, go to ianseo.net I-A-N-S-E-O.net to catch up on the scores for the Pan American Championship, and also uh, we'll have the Para Pan American Championship going on uh, later in the week. World record, by the way, for the compound women is seven thirteen set by Sarah Lopez in Colombia in twenty fifteen. Um, she's got a seven oh six from today's scoring. So right up there, uh, obviously she has the Americas record and she also holds the 50 meter round record for this event and um, that was a 701. So now she's got a new record um, at 706 for the Pan- American Championship. Pretty cool stuff from Sarah Lopez. Steve, this is uh, Thanksgiving Week here in the United States. What are your, what are your plans for for Thanksgiving? You're gonna go and see the folks?
0: Going to go see the folks, going to take the dog out, let him rip, do that thing. Sounds like fun. Yeah, should be a good time.
1: All right. Well, from all of us here at Easton, I want to just wish everybody a happy holiday in places where you celebrate such things. Holidays here in the United States, of course, and uh, also in Canada. Uh, They have a Thanksgiving Day holiday, but it's at a different time. But uh, worldwide, the big thing is... You're going to see a lot of people shopping on Friday. Uh, black Friday, they call it here in the United States. That th- That's because retailers get in the black on the accounting sheet. And uh, it's no different. We've got some sales on at Easton. So go to the Easton Facebook page and you can see some of those Black Friday sales, Steve.
0: Yeah, some really cool apparel and some Target-focused apparel, too, which yeah, don't always see a ton of, but...
1: And another thing is, um, we're going to have a sale on some of the Easton 100th anniversary books coming up soon. But right now, it's time for Greg Easton to give away the final set of signed Easton books uh, from our selection earlier in the year. Here's uh, Greg to announce those two winners. Yeah, Absolutely, George. Thank you. Yes, we are pleased to uh, be sending a book to Graham Potts. Graham, uh, enjoy that book. I hope you will. And to Jeff Jenkins, Graham Potts and Jeff Jenkins, congratulations! So, thanks to Greg Easton for calling those uh, those winners for us. And Steve, we're gonna we got permission to get some more books on the podcast. So, we're gonna give away more books in the next podcast. Uh, what we're going to do is we'll solicit questions on the Easton Target Facebook page, and then uh, we will select a number of those questions and those people whose questions get answered on Easton Target Facebook are going to win a book. No reaction from
0: Steve. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was uh, like an end of show type thing.
1: Well, it is now.